0: is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast hello everyone and welcome to episode 96 of the graveyard grumbler podcast i am your host tino romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler today's episode is an episode that i felt was needed this is probably the only episode I will do in this manner, maybe, possibly, maybe, who knows. But I just felt like I've mentioned it here and there throughout other episodes, especially when it came up to Cold Case Files, Missing People, stuff like that. I've, I've decided that I need to open up the reason why and why so many people have trust issues when it comes to law enforcement. Today's episode is going to be about the Rampart scandal. Yes, the Rampart scandal. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Rampart scandal, it is a doozy of a scandal. It sucks because it has to do very much with uh, law enforcement. And I just want to throw this out there before I continue with the episode. There's no way, shape, and form hell that I am grouping every single law enforcement officer that's ever existed as a scumbucket bag, mistrustful, conspirator, asshole, shitbag, racist cop. I'm not doing that. I never have. I never will. But I do believe that the system is broken and that we do have bad cops in the system that they need to be xed out, weeded out. Whatever you want to do, drown them. Whatever it is that you want to do or that needs to be done, it needs to be done. So that was my PSA. But let's get into the Rampart scandal. What is the Rampart scandal? November 6, 1997, the Rampart scandal involved widespread police corruption in the community resources against street hoodlums, or aka CRASH, anti-gang unit of the Los Angeles Police Department's Rampart Division in the late 1990s. So back in the early 90s or in the 90s period, gang violence was off the hook. It affected just about every part of the United States. Mainly that I am aware of, since I lived in California around that time, I grew up in the nineties. Los Angeles was hit hugely more hard. <laughs> I kind of fucked all that up, but they but they were hit a lot harder than a lot of other states, from my, from my understanding. Gangs in the in California, especially like I said, in California, in Los Angeles, California went out of control the bloods the crips the the uh, Mexican gangs the every, every gang that that you can think of in LA blew up and it was just it was just ridiculous gang violence around that time so of course you're going to want to stop the bleeding and so what is the, what happens LAPD creates crash which is a a unit which it stands for again community resources against street hoodlums which i mean their main purpose was to stop gangs they wanted to stop the gang violence that was happening in Los Angeles if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the 90s and the gang violence, all you really have to do is just Google 1990 gang violence in Los Angeles or 90s gang violence in California. And the videos, the stories, and the people who have died during that time is ridiculously crazy. More than 70 police officers either assigned to or associated with the Rampart crash unit were implicated in various forms of misconduct, including unprovoked shootings, unprovoked beatings, planting of false evidence, stealing and dealing narcotics, bank robbery, perjury, and the covering up of evidence of these activities. Oh, you heard me right. More than 70 police officers were involved in criminal activity. Again, this is one of the big reasons why people are like, fuck the police. You can't trust them. They're criminals. They're thugs. They're gangsters. You know, when it comes to the crash unit, it's hard not to agree with that. Again, I'm not. I'm not grouping all police officers in this category. There are some great cops. I actually know a couple personally who are outstanding, really amazing officers. However, you do have the bad eggs. And again, in the '90s with the crash unit, it seemed like a lot of bad eggs ended up in the same henhouse. I just—it's difficult. I mean, think about it. You have more than 70 police officers assigned to the crash unit. And they were involved in misconduct, a bunch of misconduct violations, including unprovoked shootings, meaning that these guys were just cowboying up like it was the 1800s in the Wild West. Like These guys were running from Texas to Arizona, shooting motherfuckers left and right, unprovoked. Yo, you're looking at me, kid. Boom, boom. Now what? And not to mention unprovoked beatings. Now, that is a huge deal where cops started beating minorities. Yes, African-Americans, Latinos, it was just a bunch of different people that were just getting the hell knocked out of them. And one of the biggest cases, the biggest stories in the 90s that actually provoked a real huge riot was the Rodney King beating. You have the Rodney King beating there. It was an unprovoked beating. He was speeding and you'll hear a bunch of people Bunch of crazy ass- assholes to try say, oh, well, he was high and he was speeding the- through the streets. What happens if he killed somebody? Right, but he didn't. He was apprehended. He was pulled out of his vehicle and then just beat senseless. I'm pretty sure he lost a lot of brain cells on top of the drugs and on top of being beat. But I mean, think about it. it they were even involved in bank robbery. In bank Robbery. They these were cops. Cops were involved in this shit, and we're again. This is the reasons why the distrust for co- distrust for cops and law enforcement in general builds up, and we are where we are now. Law enforcement overall, in general, has a large as a huge negative history dating back from the from their creation back in the in the Wild West days. This was back when when the cowboys and and, and the outlaws. We're, we're fighting, you know, 310 to Yuma, we have, what is it, Uh, the uh, OK Corral. We have It was corrupt from even when, when the inception of it in the early days. The scandal constituted one of the most widespread cases of documented police corruption in U.S. history. In U.S. history, meaning the entire existence of the United States. The Rampart scandal was bigger than anything the United States has ever had up to that date. The Rampart investigation based mainly on statements of admitted corrupt crash officer Rafael Perez initially implicated over 70 officers in wrongdoing. So for the, for those of you guys who are wanting to start a criminal organization, you, you want to start a gang, you know, country boy, crip, blah blah, what up dog? You want to start an organization, just know that the bigger your org- organization gets, the more chances you have of having a snitch infiltrate your unit, infiltrate your little crew, infiltrate your gang. So I'm not telling you to go start a huge gang, a huge organization. I'm not telling you to do that. But what I am telling you is that if you're going to start an organiz- a gang or an organization or whatever you want to call it, the bigger it is, the more chances you have of a rat being involved in your in your unit. So just to let you know, no matter how much a you're down for the cause, you down fool, you're going to be a snitch. You know, snitches get stitches, dog. You're going to have one that's going to snitch. And in this case, it was one of their own police officers who broke out and dropped dimes like a motherfucker on the, the Rampart scandal and the corrupt crash officers. Mind you, Rafael Perez was, was a corrupt crash officer himself. So what makes you think, or what, what, what was the reason do you think why he decided to drop dimes. I'll tell you right now, before you even before you even finish thinking, he was doing it to save his own ass, so he doesn't get the a, a, a long prison sentence. Remember, here in America, I'm not sure if it goes around for all the world. I don't know if it's for the same thing for Canada or the UK or or anything like that. But here in the United States, when a criminal assists in the bring in the bringing down of other criminals involved in the same crime the snitch gets time gets time deducted and sometimes let off for for cooperating with law enforcement so what makes you think that in this case that Rafael Perez isn't going to say yo hey i will give you everything you want but uh, i'm going not going to have to go to jail you know very well he most definitely gave those circumstances in order for him not to go to prison let's continue Of those officers enough evidence was found to bring 58 Oh my gosh. Of those officers enough evidence was found to bring 58, 58 58 officers before an internal administrative board. However, only 24 were actually found to have committed any wrongdoing, with 12 given suspensions of various length, 7 forced to, into resignation or retirement, and 5 terminated. So initially we have over 70 people, but evidence was 58 Evidence was brought on to 58 of those individuals, but only 24 were actually found to have committed any wrongdoing. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that the number was a lot higher, but they were able to get off on technicalities. But I wasn't there. I, I wasn't, I wasn't involved in this in this exact case, so I can't really say 100% without a doubt that what they are reporting is wrong. I can't say that. Well, I can because it's my opinion, but I can't do it factually. As a result of the probe into falsified evidence and police perjury, 106 prior criminal convictions were overturned. The scandal resulted in more than 140 civil lawsuits against the city of Los Angeles, California, costing the city an estimated $125 million in settlements. So because of these corrupt crash officers, because of the Rampart scandal, it led to $125 million worth of settlements, meaning that 100, 106 prior criminal convictions were overturned, wrongfully arrested, and wrongfully sentenced and locked up and found guilty. When you have the power of the badge and you have a lot, you have a lot of weight in the justice system, in the judicial system, a lot of things can happen that isn't very fair, and we know that. I'm not, it's not something new. I'm not telling you something brand new. But here's a shocking thing. Of those 106 106 criminal convictions, over half. I'm talking about like 70, 80% were minorities. Just throwing that out there. Partly as a result of the scandal, Mayor James K. Hahn did not rehire police chief Bernard Parks in 2002. Both the scandal and the de facto firing of Parks are believed to have precipitated Hans' defeat by Antonio Villaragosa in the 2005 mayoral mayoral election. As of 2021, the full extent of Rampart corruption is not known and several rape, homicide and robbery investigations involving Rampart officers remain unsolved. That is unacceptable. That is ridiculous why haven't what are we just brushing it under the rug now we're just kind of saying, hey, this happened in 1990 it's 2021 we have bigger fish to fry it's not really important bullshit that is the moby that is the moby dick of things that we need to get done we need to these officers need to be need to be prosecuted and sentenced for rape, homicide and robbery okay. For those of you in the back, I know I'm a little, I did my two hour radio show yesterday. I know my voice is a little soft right now. So let me repeat it. For rape, homicide and robbery, the involving rampart officers suspected who were involved, these cases remain unsolved. But we're going to go ahead and, and ignore that, right? Because why? Because it's law enforcement. And I'm not talking about all law enforcement. I'm talking about the Rampart scandal. So let's get into the beginning issues. Let's get into some of the crimes and some of the alleged, alleged, well, yeah, alleged crimes that they committed. What, what, they, what did these Rampart officers allegedly do, which they were found guilty for? So it's not allegedly. Around 4 p.m. on March 18th, 1997, LAPD undercover officer Frank Liga shot and killed Rampart crash officer Kevin Gaines in self-defense following a case of apparent road rage. According to Liga and other witnesses' testimony, Gaines pulled his green Mitsubishi Montero up to Liga's Buick and flashed gang signs. Now, this was an officer. This was a, a cop who flashed gang signs to an undercover officer which in result undercover officer Frank Liga shot and killed another officer which was officer Gaines in self defense now if if there's if there's something wrong with that which i mean we all know that there's some law enforcement people you know we have federal we have there's people involved depending on where they grew up they're they're involved in some sh- in some shady shit Maybe when they were a child or maybe when they were teenagers, they had a little gang affiliation and then they, you know, they kind of broke up and, and left it alone. But in some cases, as they get, they get, what is the word, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? They get blinded or, or romanticized back into the lifestyle, promising them more money than what they are making. And I feel that that is a huge deal right now. I don't think our, our first responders, our nurses, our doctors, even our teachers they don't get paid what they deserve. I mean, especially law enforcement. Law enforcement is out there risking their lives, and you're telling me that I can be a rookie and make $50,000 a year in certain states? $50,000 a year to risk my life every single goddamn day? No, it's not worth it. And if I am if I do accept that $50,000, how tempting is it to, to go do a deal with a gangster or a cartel and make double that in a week? Think about it. You You help out a local gang and they've, they've instead of giving you 50,000, you have to wait 50,000 all year long, making what 100 what uh, what is that like 800 dollars a week. maybe we'll talk about fifteen hundred dollars every two weeks for to in order for you to reach your 50,000 salary? No you have you have a gangster or a cartel member that says, "Look man, all I need you to do is give me a little boohoo and let me know when things are coming down and we'll be good. Here's a hundred thousand dollars right here cash. No man, that's too much money. Oh, here's $50,000 cash. One day, one week, one job, you're done. Do you see how the criminal how the criminal organization, the criminal underworld can infiltrate law enforcement and other law-abiding citizens very well, very easily? It's the, it, especially especially when you're coming from a job that you're risking your life in that you don't make a lot of money on. It's really easy. So I can understand why they why the crash officers were corrupt. I can understand it. Is it right? No. And they should be prosecuted, every one of them. After Gaines followed Liga and brandished a 45 ACP handgun, Liga took out his gun and called for backup using a hidden radio activated by a foot pedal saying, hey, I got a problem. I've got a black guy in a green Jeep coming up here. He's got a gun. Pulling up at a stoplight, Liga later testified that he heard Gaines shout out, I'll cap you. So this is a, this is a crash officer talking to another officer talking about, I'm going to cap you. And you have the undercover officer saying, look, man, I have some issues. Let's get some shit done. And uh, I need some backup over 10-4, breaker, breaker. Liga fired his 9mm Beretta 92 duty pistol into Gaines' SUV twice, one of the bullets lodging lodging into his heart. Liga radioed one final transmission saying, I shot this guy. I need help. Get up here. Liger reported that Gaines was the first to pull a gun and that he responded in self-defense. When someone's being road rage, road raging with you and they pull out a gun and they yell out, I'm going to cap you. Yeah, I mean, you have a reason to shoot somebody. <laughs> one of the things here in Texas, which I don't understand because people in Texas are still doing it. But when we first moved out here, in Texas, a few years ago, we asked one of the locals here, hey, man, what are some of the things that we don't we, we, we don't do and some things that we need to know? One of the first things the locals said was, "Man, one of the first things you don't do is you don't honk at someone and, and get angry while you're driving." We're like, "Why is that?" He's like, "Because it's Texas. Majority of the people are carrying a gun, and you don't want to be a victim of someone's bad day." It's like, "Oh shit!" So I've tried to tra- I I've tried to stay true to that. I really have. I mean, I, I slip up every now and again, and I and I honk and I yell at people when they're being morons when they're driving. But for the most part. I don't, really get, I don't really have road rage. I don't want to get shot. In an interview on PBS Frontline, he said, I'm in, in, my training, in my training experience, this guy had I'm a gang member written all over him. Inside of Gang's car, a Death Row Greatest Hit CD was found as he was listening to Death Row's inclusion to No Vaseline at the time of the confrontation. So I have something right there. I mean, it doesn't matter, and I'm going to tell you why that statement was so important about Gaines having a greatest the Death Row's greatest hit CD in his in his vehicle. For those of you who don't know, Death Row Records was one of the biggest gangster rap uh, record labels in the '90s. They had talents like Snoop Dogg, Tupac Shakur. Corrupt and Daz, uh, who else did they have on Death Row Records? They, I mean, those were the only big ones, famous ones. I mean, they had way more, but I only know they had Daz and Corrupt. They had Snoop Dogg. Oh, they had Dr. Dre. I, for, I forgot about that. So back in the 90s, after Dr. Dre left NWA, the group NWA from with Eazy-E and Ice Cube and all them, he signed on with Death Row Records. He he co-created Death Row Records with a gentleman by the name of Suge Knight. Suge Knight, for all of you who, who aren't sure, just Google his name, Suge Knight, and you'll see some of the shit that he was involved in. He was a legit gangster and did some really horrible shit to a lot of different people. So I'm going to tie in here in a little bit why Gaines listening to Death Row Records was, was, is is instrumental into what's going on in the Rampart scandal. So just hold on. I just wanted to give you a little bit of that background who was involved with Death Row Records. Again, it was Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, uh, Suge Knight, Daz and Corrupt. And that's that's pretty much, those are the main guys that I really know. I don't really know anybody else. I'm sure there was more, but I don't know. In the ensuing investigation, the LAP LAP discovered that Gaines had apparently been involved in similar road rage incidents threatening drivers by brandishing his gun. The investigation also revealed that Gaines was associated with both the Death Row Records label, and its controversial owner and CEO, Suge Knight. Again, this is the reason why this is so important. Investigators learned that Death Row Records, which was alleged to be associated with the Blood Street Gang, was hiring off-duty LAPD officers to serve as security guards. Following three separate internal investigations, LIGO was exonerated of any wrongdoing the LAPD concluded that Liga's shooting was in policy and not racially or improperly motivated. So Ligo, apparently, I guess he was a Caucasian uh, undercover detective and, of course, Gaines being an African-American police officer, which nobody knew at the time that he was until after investigations were conducted and they found out that he was, in fact, a law enforcement officer. But Death Row Records' CEO was hiring Suge Knight and allegedly this was all... Reports alleged that I don't, I don't, I can't confirm or I can't deny, but allegedly the Suge Knight, the CEO of Death Row Records, hired these these cops because he said, I'm not going to say quote because this is just this is what like a fourth party report that I that I read, but Suge Knight is allegedly have had said that he hires off duty police officers. Because they're able to get away with a lot more shit than gangsters are. These undercover, these off-duty officers are more gangsters than the Bloods and Crips. So that's was that, that was allegedly stated by CEO by the Suge Knight, the CEO of, of Death Row Records. And so, therefore, he would hire off-duty police officers who who he was able to to turn to the dark side and have and corrupt into being their private security officers. Investigators learned that Death Row Records, which was alleged to be associated with the Blood Street Gang, was... Ho- oh, I already read that. Let's continue. Within three days of the incident, the Gangs family had retained attorney Johnny Cochran and filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles. God damn. Filed a, a, a lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles for $25 million. The city eventually settled with Cochran for $250,000. Look, there's no life... Worth any amount of money, but if you're suing for twenty five million dollars and you only settle for a quarter of a million dollars, you only settle for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and most of that fee is going to go to Johnny Cochran. For those of you who aren't familiar with Johnny Cochran, Johnny Cochran is one of the most hard nosed, badass lawyers that have that has ever walked the face of this earth. He was on the team of with uh, Robert Kardashian who helped clear O.J. Simpson's name. He They were able to get a non-guilty of all across the board verdict for O.J. Simpson. So, yeah, Johnny Cochran is a bad motherfucker. But if you're suing the city for $25 million and all you're getting is 250000 and again, most of that's probably going to go to Johnny Cochran, eh, kind of got hoes on that one, bud. Ligo was angry the city settled, denying him the chance to fully clear his name. Judge Schultler wrote a letter to LAPD Chief Bernard Park, stating, quote, Had the matter been submitted to me for a determination, I would have found in favor of the city of Los Angeles, end quote. Schultler's letter alleged political reasons for settling the case, namely city attorney James K. Hans planned run for mayor and his desire to court black voters. I, I, I mean, let me let me let me clear that up. So, according to Liga, he was angry that the city settled, and it was denying him the chance to fully clear his name. Judge Schottler wrote a letter to the LAPD chief Bernard Parks stating: Had the matter been submitted to me for a determination, I would have found in favor of the city of Los Angeles. Schottler's letter alleged political reasons for settling the case, namely. City attorneys J.K. Hahn's planned run for mayor and his desire to court black voters. So allegedly, Mr. Schottler's reason to say that he would have sided with Los Angeles and not with the family was all in favor for uh, for an attorney named James K. Hahn, because he wanted to run for mayor. And he wanted he wanted to do that by, by getting the, the more the demographic that wasn't more in favor at that time, which according to him or African-American voters. you're in South Central L.A., I mean, yeah, you're going to be surrounded by minorities. November 6, 1997, Officer David Mack Bank Robbery. On November 6, 1997, $722,000 was stolen in an armed robbery of a Los Angeles branch of Bank of America. After one month of, of investigation, Assistant Bank Manager... Irolin Romero confessed to her role in the crime and implicated her boyfriend, LAPD officer David Mack, as the mastermind. Now, I remember in 1997, when the bank was starting to get get hit, when when Bank of America got hit, everyone lost their minds saying that, oh my gosh, the criminals are going wild. These were Republicans, these were conservatives, these were the majority that were saying that that the minorities— and illegals are the ones robbing and doing and committing these bank robberies. Now, I remember this because we discussed this in school. And it was, it was one of the times that I actually stayed in school. I didn't skip in school because I was a junior in high school at that time. No, I wasn't. I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore in, in high school at that time. And we, we discussed this. And my teacher, who was a, was a Caucasian, a white man, He was saying how fair or how unjust is it that we are just letting illegals pour into our country, allowing them, allowing them to burglarize and do as they please and we should have some sort of control over over illegals. Those were his words. And what, what the funny thing was was that it wasn't even a Latino or Latinx that that did it? It was an African American officer who was involved, who was corrupt in the Rampart, who was part of the crash unit, and when, and when he found that out, because back then we didn't have TV live right then and there like we have now, <laughs> back in ninety seven, we heard everything on the radio first, and they they, they withheld the race and and uh, of of this uh, of this certain officer. But because of uh, Errolen Romero, who confessed, again, with a name like Errolen Romero, everyone assumed that Mr. David Mack was a Latino as well. But he wasn't. And I mean, it was just so much, so many racial issues were just thrown left and right inside of this thing. Knowing that, hey, it's not even about race. It's about corruption. It's about corrupt officers. It was great. Mac was sentenced to 14 years and three months in federal prison. He has never revealed the whereabouts of the money and, while incarcerated, bragged to fellow inmates that he would become a millionaire by the time of his release. He was released from prison on May 14th, 2010. I wonder if he actually became a millionaire. That'd be awesome if he did. Can you imagine that? Where'd you put the money at, Mac? I don't know. I don't remember, man. I don't remember. There was a lot of stress and, and I couldn't remember. And they didn't go looking for it. <laughs> February 26, 1998, Rampart Station beating. On March 27, 1998, LAPD officials discovered that eight pounds of cocaine were missing from an evidence room. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Eight pounds of cocaine was missing from the evidence room. Not ounces. Eight pounds of cocaine. Who has access to 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 the evidence room? You're right. Law enforcement. That's who does. That, that, that's who has that's who has access to the evidence room. Eight pounds of cocaine. God damn, that's a lot of cocaine. Within a week, detectives focused their investigation on Perez, concerned with a crash unit that had officers working off-duty for death row records, robbing banks, and stealing cocaine. Parks established an internal investigative task force in May 1998. The task force later named the Rampart Corruption Task Force focused on the prosecution of Perez Complimenting an audit of the LAPD property room, LAPD property room revealed another pound of missing cocaine, which had been booked following a prior arrest by Liga, the officer who had shot Gaines the year before. Investigators speculated that Perez may have stolen the cocaine booked by Liga in retaliation for Gaines' shooting. August 25th, 1998, Perez arrested. Perez, at the time, a Perez, at the time, a nine-year veteran of the LAPD, was arrested on August 25th, 1998 for the unauthorized withdrawal withdrawal and theft of six pounds of cocaine from the evidence room. The cocaine was estimated to be worth $800,000 on the street or $120,000 wholesale. Although Perez signed a phony name on the forms when he checked out the drugs, his signature was a dead bang match. If you're going to, okay, check it out. If you're going to forge and have a, have a bad name and you're going you're gonna to use Willie Lump Lump, don't sign it the same exact way you sign your regular name, you goof nut. Why, who does that shit? You're supposed to be this criminal mastermind. You're supposed to be able to get away with the shit and you're going to sign the, the, the bogus name the same way you sign your real name. Boy, I tell you, that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense at all, but I'm not a criminal mastermind. I'm here trying to make it big as the as a podcaster and the king of radio. As he was arrested, Perez reportedly asked, "Is this about the bank robbery?" He would later deny that he had any knowledge of Max' bank robbery and never testified it against Max. Investigators would later discover eleven additional instances of suspicious cocaine transfers. Perez eventually admitted to ordering cocaine evidence out of the property and replacing it with biscuit. <laughs> Well, I guess once, once it's already booked in the evidence, then they, they don't really test it for anything else. It's already done, right? On September 8th, 1999, following a mistrial, Perez agreed to cut a deal with investigators. He pleaded guilty to the cocaine theft in exchange for providing prosecutors information about two bad shootings and three other crash officers engaged in illegal activity. For this deal, Perez received a five-year prison sentence, as well as immunity from further prosecution of misconduct short of murder. Well, you're gonna work it. You're gonna you're gonna work it the way you want to work it, and you're gonna end up on top. I mean, that's that's the whole point of working out a deal. Over the next nine months, he met with investigators more than 50 times and provided more than 4,000 pages in sworn testimony. Perez's testimony implemented. Implicated about 70 officers of misconduct, but only a dozen officers were suspended or forced to resign. You can't fire 70 officers in, in a place like Los Angeles. I mean, you fire 70 officers from a certain unit, it's going to have a drastic, drastic effect on, on coverage. And you're not going to have the coverage that you need. Should that matter? Absolutely fucking not. Fire them. If they're guilty, fire them. Don't suspend him, get rid of him. So let's get into more corruption. I know we've already had enough corruption as it is, but we are going to get into more corruption. This is what the Rampart scandal was all about. This is one of the reasons why, again, people are like, fuck the police. Perez framed four members of the Temple Street gang as being associated with the murder of Mexican mafia member Miguel Lizard Malfavón. The incident took place at a McDonald's on Alvarado Street, where four supposed members all planned to kill Malvon while he tried to collect taxes from the gang. I actually remember hearing about that. Perez found a material witness who had blood on her dress, and she named four gang members from Temple Street. He repeatedly changed the name of the main killer and ended up framing Anthony Stymie Adams as the one who fatally shot Malvon in the head with a rifle in the neighboring apartment. Damn, shot him in the head? In extensive, extensive testimony to investigators, per- Perez provided a detailed portrait of the culture of the elite crash unit. Perez insisted that 90% of crash, crash officers were, quote, in the loop, end quote, knowing framing, knowingly framing civilians and perjuring themselves on the witness stand. Perez claims his superiors were aware of and encouraged crash officers to engage in misconduct. The goal of the unit was to arrest gang members by any means necessary. This was all part of the 102 guilty charges and people that were put away, these crimes, these cases that were unjust and unfair, which included lying on gang members. Yeah, I know gang members aren't innocent, but if you haven't done the crime, why would you do the time? And Perez claims that his superiors told him, do whatever you need to do to get these, get these guys off the street. And I remember that, and it, that actually leaked over into California. I mean, the California, Jesus Christ. That actually leaked over into Bakersfield. I don't know if it was because, if it was coincidentally because of the crash and the Rampart scandal, or was it a a, a statewide thing that people wanted to implicate that Los Angeles or Bakersfield police department said, this sounds like a great idea. The reason why I said that is because when I was a sophomore, I tried to dress like a little gangster, like a cholo. Orale, que pues, gangster. I tried to dress that way, but it didn't work because number one, my mom wouldn't let me wear baggy pants. And number two, I couldn't buy Dickies. I couldn't buy cool white shirts. My mom wouldn't let me. But there was times where I actually had some decent little little looking pants with a nice little button up and I'd walk down around the street and then the cop would pull me over while I'm walking and ask me, where, I, where, where was I affiliated? <laughs> affiliated with what? A gang? No, man. My mom would kill me if I was involved in a gang. They're all, come on, man. Don't lie. I know, I know you're a gang. You have an ID? Dude, I'm, I'm 15. Why would I have an ID? Uh, I, don't, I don't have an ID. Well, what's your name? And i tell them my name. They'd write my name. They'd, of course, nothing would be there. But again, I don't know if that was just coincidence or if it was actually part of the crash or the Rampart scandal. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there in my personal experience. Perez claimed crash officers were awarded plaques for shooting civilians and suspects with extra honors if such persons were killed. Perez alleges that crash officers carry spare guns in their war bags to plant on civilians and suspects in order to avoid responsibility for their alleged crime. In recorded testimony, Perez revealed the crash motto, saying, quote, we intimidate we intimidate those who intimidate others, end quote. Now, I remember again, this is all happened in 96, 97, 95. And I remember reading about this shit. And I remember hearing about this because my teachers would talk about it all the time. I had one teacher who had family in Los Angeles and he would constantly talk about the Rampart scandal. And I didn't know anything about it. And he asked me, what do I feel? How did I feel about officers planting fake or planting weapons on people who were murdered by law enforcement officers? And my uneducated, ignorant ass would be like, that's not true. Cops are honest, 100%. Go law enforcement. And my, and my teacher would look at me like I was the dumbest person in the world. But again, I was 15 years old. I was an innocent party. Oh, I tell you. How are you going to get mad at me for actually seeing things innocently? Crash officers would get together at a bar near Dodger Stadium in Echo Park to drink and celebrate shootings. Supervisors handed out plaques to shooters containing red or black playing cards. A red card indicated a wounding and a black card indicated a killing, which was considered more prestigious. Perez testified that at least one Rampart lieutenant attended these celebrations. Could you imagine? Could you imagine just, just being such a piece of shit, being such a corrupt asshole that you are receiving plaques with red and black cards? One was for a wounding. The red one's for a wound. And a black card is because you killed somebody. And you, you're graciously, happily accepting these awards. Not to mention that the people around you are cheering you on and whooping and hollering and like this, was, this wasn't actually a good idea. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty dark individual. I'm, I'm a pretty cold human being. But when it comes to that, there's just certain things that I can't get involved with. And that's one of the reasons why I never joined a gang. I can't see someone intentionally inflicting harm and being happy about it when there's no, when there's no reason to inflict harm on someone for these officers, these crash officers, to be happy that they're receiving a plaque with a red card for wounding someone and a black card for killing someone? And then you have a group of other fellow asshole cops to cheer this on? Yeah, this again, this was one of the reasons why people are like, fuck the police and we can't trust the cops. And the cops are great. Remember, the the cops are gangsters and the cops are more thugs than the gangsters have been thrown out there as well. And again, the Rampart scandal didn't really help that. The Rampart scandal kicked that shit off even more to where people don't like the cops. Let's continue. Rampart officers wore tattoos of the Crash logo, a skull with a cowboy hat encircled with with poker cards depicting the dead man's hand, aces and eights. I'm not going to lie. That that sounds like a pretty badass tattoo. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. The Rampart Corruption Task Force investigators discovered that hip-hop mogul Suge Knight, owner of Death Row Records, had hired several of the corrupt Rampart officers for security at various times, including Nino Durden, Kevin Gaines, David Mack, and Rafael Perez. Knight was hiring off-duty Rampart policemen to work for Death Row as security guards for substantial amounts of money. After Gaines was killed, investigators discovered Gaines drove a Mercedes-Benz and wore designer suits, and they found a receipt in his apartment for a $952 restaurant tab at the Los Angeles Hangout Monty Steakhouse. Now, for a lot of people, because when I first re- you know, read about this, it wasn't that big of a deal. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's, he, likes to, he likes to dress flashy, you know. But then I started looking more into it, and I realized that when you're a law enforcement agency, you're law enforcement. Back in the 90s, you weren't making that much money. A lot of the cops back then were living paycheck to paycheck because they weren't making that much money. They were making like $30,000, $40,000, maybe $50,000 a year. And then for you to drive a Mercedes and then have a nine hundred fifty dollars restaurant tab, I mean, it's it's a it's a difficult lifestyle to live when you're not making that much money. So again, it when you are broke and poor, it's so easy to to be corrupt and and turn to the dark side. Again, when you're when someone tells me, "Look, you're only making forty thousand dollars a year," I can give you forty thousand dollars a month. But you have to do some shady shit. What do you think people are going to tell you? Damn, $40,000 a month, that's a lot of money. So, of course, people are going to go to the dark side and turn to corruption. According to Frank Liga, who shot him, Kevin Gaines was flashing gang signs and waving a gun. Again, a lot of these, these officers possibly could have been involved with the blood gang that Suge Knight was involved in. Why? According, according to reports, and I don't know the the source of the reports, I just read these and I don't know if these were from personal tales or if these were people that just decided to throw their two cents in. I don't know. But according to, to people close to or familiar with Suge Knight and, and the Rampart scandal around that time, allegedly Suge Knight felt a lot better if the, his security guards were jumped in and involved and were members of the blood gang that he was involved in. So he would have these cops get jumped into the gang. That way, it, it pledged a loyalty, um, or some reason. Again, that that's what I read, and I don't know how accurate that is. On April 6, 2007, the estate of Christopher George Latour Wallace, aka the Notorious Big, filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the City of Los Angeles. Was also named as defendants: Rampart officers Durden, Mac, and Perez. The lawsuit alleges that Durden, Mac, and Perez conspired to murder Christopher Wallace and Perez and Mac were present on the night of the murder outside of the Peterson Automotive Museum on Wilshire Boulevard on March 9th, 1997. On April 5th, 2010, the Wallace family voluntarily dismissed this lawsuit and the claims against the city and the Rampart officers. So allegedly, no one knows who killed Notorious B.I.G., the, the one of the best rappers in the 90s. For those of you who aren't familiar, and I keep saying for those of you because I don't know if you're familiar with it, but if you don't, if you're not aware of it, there was a huge East Coast West Coast battle. Death Row Records hated Bad Boy Records, and Death Row Records, of course, was Suge Knight, Dr. Dre, and Snoop, and uh, Tupac Shakur. Bad Boy Records was Notorious B.I.G., Little Kim, what's his name, Puff Daddy, and Junior Mafia. So they went back and forth. There was a diss track that 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 was let out on Notorious B.I.G.'s album at the time, and right around that time, that that "Who Shot You" came out. Tupac Shakur assumed that that track was what well, that diss track was about him. So he started the war officially with Bad Boy slash Biggie Smalls, even though they were best friends and hung out all the time on the East Coast. Tupac Shakur was shot in Las Vegas allegedly by Bad Boy. By hired hitman by Bad Boy Records, and then Notorious B.I.G. was later shot by allegedly uh, Suge Knight and Death Row Records, or his or someone that was contracted through Death Row Records by Suge Knight. So, according to this, that later on, that the that Christopher Wallace or Biggie Smalls said, "Yo, it was the Rampart scandal. Those are those of you; who, those are the ones who who killed Biggie Smalls." For some reason, it was dropped later on. I don't know why. Perry R. Sanders Jr., a lawyer for the estate, insisted the case was being withdrawn only to avoid interfering with what he called re- reinvigorated, what he called a reinvigorated police investigation. And he emphasized that since the suit was dismissed without prejudice, it could be refiled. Well, that's good. I wonder if it got refiled. LAPD investigators Brian Tyndall and Russell Poole also believe Mack and other Rampart police were involved in a conspiracy to kill Wallace. Poole claimed that Chief Bernard Parks refused to investigate their claims of Mack's involvement, suppressed their 40-page report, and instructed investigators not to pursue their inquiry. Well, a lot of things that were said about that, like I mentioned a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago, is that They, the cops or the Rampart scandal were directly involved with Suge since a lot of the cops were hired directly by Suge Knight as his personal security. He in turn said, look, if anybody can get away with killing Biggie Smalls, it's going to be you. Go ahead and do it. I'm putting a green light on Biggie Smalls. And the cops put out the hit and and completed it and cashed in on it. It has yet to be proven, but I mean, it's kind of hard not to admit or not to believe or not to feel like. It it might be true. I mean, you have have one of the biggest gangster rap CEOs in the entire history of rap with Suge Knight, who openly and admittedly hired off-duty police officers to do his dirt for him. What makes you think that he didn't have have Christopher Wallace killed? Let's get into repercussions. What are the repercussions of this? There has to be something, right? Of course, there's always something that has to do with repercussions. The city of Los Angeles faced more than 140 civil lawsuits resulting from the Rampart scandal and paid potential estimates settlement costs around $125 million. Javier Ovando was awarded a $15 million settlement on November 1st, 2000, the largest police misconduct settlement settlement in Los Angeles history. 29 other civil suits were settled for nearly $11 million. Holy crap. 29 other civil lawsuits, civil suits were settled for nearly $11 million. Holy crap. And one guy, Javier Ovando, was awarded $15 million for for being, being caught up in the Rampart scandal, being a victim of the Rampart scandal. There have been multiple allegations that Chief Bernard Parks and members of the LAPD were actively involved in obstructing the Rampart investigation. Parks was in charge of internal affairs when gangs and other Rampart officers were first discovered to have ties to the Bloods and death row records. Parks is said to have protected these officers from investigation. I've mentioned it time and time and time again. You can't have people that are, you can't have the same organization that are guilty or are being considered for a crime to investigate their own crime. This goes back to the, back from into the 1960s with the Warren report. Or the Warren Commission, where Lyndon B. Johnson, who was accused of assassinating John F. Kennedy, was in charge of, or put together a commission, the Warren Commission, to investigate who shot JFK. This is a repeated, 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 again, repeated thing that occurs. You have the same organization, the same people involved, the same members of the same organization investigating their own people. You really think that this is going to be a, an un, a, a justified, equal, non-prejudice, not swayed in any way investigation, the right down the middle, squared investigation? Absolutely not. That's not realistic. That's not reality. It, we, some outside source should be involved, maybe in a different police department, maybe the FBI, maybe somewhere else. You can't have the same officers involved or the same people within the same department, the same area in close quarters involved in the investigation of their own people. It's not going to work out. According to Rampart Corruption Task Force Detective Poole, Chief Parks failed to pursue the Hewitt investigation for a full six months. When Poole presented Parks with a 40-page report detailing the connection between Mac and the murder of Notorious B.I.G., the report was suppressed. Now, I remember hearing this guy a few years ago talking about the cops are the one who murdered Notorious B.I.G. However, it was never going to be found as these individuals were never going to be brought to justice because the LAPD worked so hard to cover it up and protect their own. And according to Rampart Corruption Task Force Detective Poole, that was very, very well evident that he suppressed a 40-page report detailing the connection between Mac and the murder of the Torres B.I.G. That's kind of hard to to deny. But again, you can't have your own people punish and prosecute their own people. It's not going to work. On September 26, 2000, Poole filed a federal civil rights lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles and Chief Parks. Poole, Poole, lead investigator on the LIGA gang shooting and member of the Rampart Corruption Task Force, resigned from the department and claimed in a civil suit that Parks shut down his efforts to fully investigate the extent of corruption within the department. I don't know how many different ways I can say it. You can't have your own people investigate your own people. It's not going to end well. Pool specified conversations and direct orders in which Chief Parks prevented him from pursuing his investigation of the criminal activities of David Mack and Kevin Gaines, notably involving the investigation of the murder of Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Notorious B.I.G. Many city officials, including Los Angeles County District Attorney Gil Garcetti, expressed a lack of confidence with Parks' handling of the investigation. When someone brings, you, brings to your attention a 40-page report Stating involvement with the murder of the notorious B.I.G. And it's not even just because he's a rapper. It could be because he was a celebrity. No, because he was a human being who was innocent just, driving, just riding through Los Angeles that time. How are you going to do what you can to suppress a report and not let it see the, the light of day? But you're going to say that everything was done correctly? The fuck out of here. On September 19th, 2000, the Los Angeles City Council voted 10 to 2 to accept the consent decree allowing the U.S. Department of Justice to oversee and monitor reforms within the LAPD for a period of five years. Good. You need outside eyes to correct the inside eyes that are blind. You need outside eyes to correct the inside eyes that are blind. I'm going to write that down on my wall. I just came up with that on the top of my head straight off the domeskies. The Justice Department, which had been investigating the LAPD since 1996, agreed not to pursue a civil rights lawsuit against the city. Los Angeles Mayor Richard Riordan and Police Chief Bernard Parks opposed the consent decree, but were forced to back down in the face of overwhelming support by the city council. Yeah, get fucked, you two. That's just an effort to keep to keep corruption in and and not have anyone on the outside clean out the dirt. They or what? What is that saying? Drain the swamp. That's the fucking swamp. So was Trump. The LAPD Board of Inquiry into the Rampart Area Corruption Incident report was released in March 2000. It made 108 recommendations for changes in LAPD policies and procedures. The Board of Inquiry report, sanctioned by Parks, was widely criticized for not addressing structural problems within the LAPD. Well, you you, you can't have it all your way. I mean, you can have a little bit, but you can't have it all of it. You can't have it all your way. It's not Burger King. An independent analysis of the Los Angeles Police Department Department's board of inquiry report on the Rampart scandal was published on September 2000 by University of Southern California Law School professor Erwin Cherminski currently who is currently the dean of University of California Berkeley Law School of Law at the request of the Los Angeles Police Protective League and the Police Union Tremensky outlined six specific criticisms of the Board of inquiry report, namely that the LAPD minimized the scope and nature of the corruption and abetted the corruption through its own internal negligence or corrupt policies. Tremensky called for an independent commission to investigate corruption and a consent decree between the city of Los Angeles and the Justice Department to monitor effective reform. Just fix it. I'm glad that they got the outside source. They got the outside source to help correct it because obviously the inside sources are too corrupt to fix it. Good. The report of the Rampart Independent Review Panel, published in November 2000, created by a panel of over 190 community members, issued 72 findings and 86 recommendations. The report noted the police commission had been undermined by the mayor's office and that the inspector general's office had been hindered by lack of co-op- cooperation by the LAPD in responding to requests for information. Of course you're going to have it. You're, you're, you're not going to give information. You're, you're not going to give information because that means they're going to have to open up the books. They're going to start looking at all this shit, and they're going to find the insane amount of corruption that, have, that has been lingering and fermenting like black mold since the beginning of the rampart, or since the beginning of crash, and they don't want that. Because it might go deeper than the crash. It might go deeper than Rampart Scandal. It might go deeper and you don't want to open the books. Just admit it. Let's get into the aftermath. The aftermath of the crash and the Rampart Scandal. The newly elected mayor, James K. Hahn, did not rehire police chief Bernard Parks in 2002. This arguably caused Hahn to lose the support of South Los Angeles' black community, leading to his defeat by Antonio Villaraigosa in the 2005 election. In 2002, the television series The Shield premiered depicting a band of rogue Los Angeles police officers. The program was so directly inspired by the Rampart scandal, the Rampart was nearly used as the series title. The title was presumably changed in order to avoid potential production issues and conflicts with the LAPD. In 2003, the Blue Ribbon Rampart review panel, chaired by Constance Constance L. Rice of the Advancement Project, was convened by the Los Angeles Police Commission and Chief William J. Branton. The panel's report... The panel's report was made public in 2006. You can actually look up those reports. I tried looking at it, and I started reading some of it, and it's just way too goddamn long. I don't have enough, I don't have enough time in, in my days, on my days off, to read everything that was, that was reported. In the film Crash, which was released in 2004, a black police officer is shot by an off-duty white officer in a turn of events very similar to the Kevin, Gates shoot, Kevin Gaines shooting. The black officer is later found to found out to be corrupt, just as in the case of Kevin Gaines in the film. The corrupt nature of the black officer is suppressed by the mayor hopeful, the mayor hopeful, in order to gain the black vote. Huh? Very similar, if you ask me. I, and that you know, for those of you who have watched the Crash, that movie is fucking awesome. It's one of the best movies I've ever watched. It is insanely good. The action thriller movie Cellular, which was supposed to be released in 2004, featured a plot involving corrupt LAPD cops. Though it was not a serious crime drama, it used the Rampart scandal to lend some credibility to the plot showing a documentary segment of the Rampart scandal and the bonus features of the DVD. My apologies. Cellular was released in 2004. I, I, my mind is going ahead. But if you get that DVD, you'll be able... Who, well, who buys DVDs nowadays? I still do. I buy DVDs. You can watch a little documentary on the Rampart Scandal on that DVD, or you can just YouTube it, Rampart Scandal DVD. I mean, that's why we have YouTube. The plot of Rockstar Games' controversial game Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, set in 1992 in the fictional city of Los Angeles, based on Los Angeles, involves three crud crash officers. The crash motto, intimidate those who, t- who intimidate others, is earlier spoken directly by one of these, ca- these characters. I need to get that game. In the N.W.A. biographical, biographical bio, in the NWA film Straight Outta Compton, there is a scene where during a studio session, Dr. Dre recognizes a police officer presumed to be David Mack or Rafael Perez among Suge Knight's entourage. That is a great film as well, by the way. The Rampart scandal was, was dramatized in the 2018 film City of Lies on the film City of Lies based upon the 2000 book Labyrinth. A detective investigates the murders of Tupac Shakur and Notorious B.I.G., the implication of Death Row Records, Suge Knight, and the origins of the Los Angeles police scandal by Randall Sullivan. Starring Johnny Depp as Detective Russell Poole and featuring Neil Brown Jr., Shamir Anderson, and, um, and Amin Joseph as crash officers, Rafael Perez and David Mack and Kevin Gaines, respectively. The film depicts Poole's investigation of the crash unit's criminal activities, their ties to death row records, and his theory of their involvement in the murder of rapper Notorious B.I.G. City of Lives was scheduled to be released in September 2018, but in July the release was canceled and the film was shelved. The stated reason was due to the negative publicity of Depp's ongoing legal issues, including a lawsuit brought against him that month by the film's location manager. However, director Brad Furman stated he believes Depp is a scapegoat and the studio was presumed was pressured by outside forces into canceling the film. The premiere of City of Lies took place on December 8th, 2018, when it was screened out of competition at the Noor Film Festival in Italy. Let's get into the Graveyard Grumbler's final rap. Like I said before, okay, I don't believe all cops are bad. I, I not for one minute do I believe all cops are bad. Do I believe all cops are are corrupt? Absolutely not. There are a few good cops out in law enforcement today. Is it easy for people to be turned over into corruption? Absolutely, especially when you're not paying law enforcement officers what they deserve. You think that paying them eighty thousand a year for risking their lives going around in, in in crackheads being jumped and shot is is something that's going to compensate them? No. They need to be making six figures right out the gate. Law enforcement, fire department, nursing should be some of the highest paid jobs here in America. But they're not because America is stupid when it comes to paying people. The Rampart scandal is, is all over the place. It, it's, I mean, the corruption is everywhere. We have corrupt officers now. I mean, we have bad cops now. And this is an attack on law enforcement. So if I have any law enforcement people listening, I'm not attacking you. I'm simply stating something, one of the reasons why, or one of the reasons that fuck the police and you can't trust the cops and the cops are thugs, started taking shape. You have you have crash officers and, I mean, 100% guilty. At least 40 officers were found guilty. And it's hard to trust law enforcement after something that devastating happens. Hopefully sometime sooner or later, everything turns around and we're able to, to Live in harmony with law enforcement, and nothing negative happens. No, no racial killings. No, uh, what is it? Unjust uh, lockups. No unfair trials. Hopefully, that goes away someday. Maybe in fantasy land. But up until now, that is the reason, or that's one of the reasons, why we say fuck the police. Other than that, it was a good episode. I enjoyed reading all that stuff. I d- I didn't know as much as I as I found out today about the Rampart scandal. So it was it was pretty cool to read. But I appreciate everyone for listening. Announcements. Do I have announcements? Uh, Not really. Just that I have my radio show every Monday morning. You can check that out. I have my podcast out every week, of course, as you guys are listening. And I appreciate you very much. Thank you, everyone from around the world for listening to it. I thank you from the bottom of my little black heart. Other than that, nothing left. I have some couple big announcements coming up, but I can't release again until I confirm the information. That way I'm able to share it with everyone around the world it's going to have some effect on my release date for my podcast just for a little while. But other than that, there's nothing else. So as always, I appreciate everyone. Thank you so, so much for your, for your listening ears. Please share my podcast with everyone, you know, just, just share it to them. Even people you don't know, put it on your Facebook, put it on Instagram, put it, put it wherever just randomly text people, share my podcast. I appreciate everyone, I really do. Thank you so much. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. This is the end, this is the end, this is the end. You you know. friend, 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 friend. Graveyard, Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard, Podcast. Graveyard.